0: Hello, Gaston County. Welcome to episode number 65 of Gaston's Great, a podcast highlighting some of the great things happening in and around Gaston County. I'm your host, Stephen Long, and we are coming to you still from the worldwide headquarters of GSM Services right here in downtown Gastonia as we continue looking forward to more great discussions in the coming weeks and months. We simply believe in discussing more of the reasons why Gaston's Great. We are highlighting another great organization this week and have Jennifer Stepp and Lauren Parker with us today. Jennifer is the president of the board of directors of the Little Theater of Gastonia and Lauren is the executive director. Jennifer and Lauren, it's great to have you on and welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you. Thank you.
0: You are very welcome. And so as usual, we're going to get right to it and maybe start with you. Jennifer, just tell us a little about yourself, uh, anything, anything that you'd like to share.
1: Um, so, a lifelong resident of Gastonia. I won't tell how many years, but quite a while. Uh, grew up here, attended um, Hunter House High School. Proud Husky, and have been involved in the community really for as long as I can remember. As my parents were very involved, so we were involved as young children, and I tried to also instill that in my kids. And I'm proud to say, you know, they're they're involved in the community as well. Um, former school teacher. Also uh, done other things and in the, in the, um, worked with other nonprofit boards in the, in the community and um, had a lot of fun coaching and being a, a gymnastics mom. Okay. I didn't coach gymnastics. I coached basketball and those things. And a dance mom and a theater mom and now <laughs> a grandmom. So it's the, that's the best.
0: That's very good. So did you leave one big thing out that you do for, uh, for a local community? <laughs>
1: Yeah, I am also the city council person for Ward 5, which the little, little theater happens to sit in Ward 5. Oh, okay, so very good. Sorry, very
0: cool. I couldn't let that one go. Thank you. Lauren, what about you would you like to share?
2: Well, I have also been a lifelong resident for a lot less years <laughs> than Miss Step right here. Um, but I, have, I was born and raised in, in Gastonia. I still live in Gaston County. I went to school in Gaston County. Um, I have done theater for three decades, and I am—that's pretty much my whole shtick—is theater. So, okay, I, I've done theater, lots of arts.
0: <laughs> so, what um, is there a connection somehow between the two of you that neither one of you mentioned?
1: I think she's embarrassed. She's my mom. <laughs> okay,
0: sorry again. That's so. That's two things. That's this investigative reporter here just got two things out that that you guys weren't going to uh, share. No. So where did you go to school?
2: I was homeschooled. I went to Gaston Christian okay. uh, until fourth grade. Then I was homeschooled. And then I went to Belmont Abbey College.
0: Right. very good. So again, we appreciate you sharing sharing that. So so obviously, you know, the main thing we want to we want to touch on and talk about today is the, the little theater of Gastonia. So this. Question is just for both of you. I mean, who and let you both just go down whatever road you'd like to go. But you know, there may be some listeners out there who aren't familiar with the little theater. I mean, be myself being a lifelong resident as well here. I mean, I'm familiar with it, um, but it's not something that I know a whole lot about. But you know, what, what's the mission? What are you trying to accomplish? What is your role kind of go into that? So, just um, obviously, this is the main point here. So, y'all, you guys can have at it.
1: Well, I'll do the business part and you do the creative part. So, um Little Theater is a nonprofit civic arts organization, and believe it or not, it's beginning its seventy-third season. So we, uh, wow. the theater, started back in the fifties, and the city actually they actually um, did some of their um, practicing and rehearsing in some of the city and county buildings and some of the area churches as well to start with, and then the city donated the land that it sits on now, and then and the building was built in the mid fifties or <laughs> mid to late fifties. Um, and so our our big thing, of course, is giving the community opportunity to come together, to participate in live, on-stage performances. And I'll just sort of read you our mission statement is, The Little Theater of Gastonia endeavors to enrich the lives of all its participants, audiences, and partners in the Gaston, in Gaston County and the surrounding regions through the theater arts in the spirit of excellence, community, education, and collaboration. Crowd- collaboration, and to bring them the excitement of live performance by providing quality productions that engage, inspire, challenge, entertain, and enhance our community.
0: All right. That's a big mission. a big, mission. So how a would, big how, mission. How would you follow up with that, Lauren?
2: Um, so my main role coming in is to uphold that mission. Um, by finding collaborative partners within the community, making us known in the community, bringing community members in, and uh, making art accessible and inclusive and safe and diverse, which has been my, um, my personal mission <laughs> for quite some time. Uh, so that's kind of my main role And then, of course, the the not as interesting parts like creating programming, um, putting together productions and community events and designing graphics. So that's that's kind of my role. Um,
0: Okay. so so let's get right into the, you know, the big the the big thing. So what are, um, for lack of a better term, my ignorance? So programs, performances, initiatives, I mean, just kind of go into what are some of the things that you're involved with? Uh, that you guys are doing on a daily, monthly basis. And, and of course, before we're finished, we'll make sure our listeners know what's coming up and and anything like that. So what can you share with us there?
2: So we just closed out um, a museum exhibit. We did a museum exhibit at the Gaston County uh, Museum of Art and History. That's something that we've done. We've done a couple of things with the Gaston Honey Hunters. We've brought uh, actors in to do some of like their theme nights, which was really fun to promote our actors and our shows while promoting Gastonia and the the baseball team. Um, we have a jazz series that have started with some community members that are young, high school age, and just a little bit older. Uh, we call it the And All That Jazz, and we do it quarterly. Um, that's a, a new fun thing. We have brought Back children's shows. That's uh, a thing that we've done with. Uh, Where we're in the middle of doing uh, Matilda right now. Opens next week, which is a mostly children's show. I'd say it was probably eighty-five to ninety percent children under the age of eighteen. Uh, and programming, we are working with uh, therapeutic arts coming up. We're we're doing um, arts specifically focused on. Uh, Children on the spectrum uh, is off the top of my head. I didn't write my notes down. I just I improv. That was always my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's uh, that's off the top of my head. Some of the things okay. that we've brought in. Um, I've just uh, had this position since January. So,
1: so we um, are doing five main five or six five main, five stage, main stage and then three camps. So four. we're ramping it up. We're doing four okay. four camps now. Yes. Okay, four camps now. Um, So we're we're ramping our programming up. um, And one of the things that we're trying to do is make the theater a true community theater because I heard a lot of that theater doesn't represent my community. (laughs) Okay. Okay, so um, one of the things the new board has tried to do, which is the most diverse board we've ever had, and that was intentional, is to make sure we have programming that includes things that represent – or appeal to all members of the community now Mm -hmm. every single show won't you know that we have some of those offerings um and one of the things that that she's done as the executive director is put out surveys so we can sort of get an idea of of what is it that, that the community wants to see here and we're hoping to do a few more we don't have a lot of extra time doing ramping up our own programming but like the jazz series and maybe some Um, spoken word or improv nights or some of those things but we have a very small window of time to do that because one set's coming down another set's coming up one cast is leaving another's coming in
2: drama Uh, classes during the day yes and that's
1: the other thing that you know besides the more diverse uh, diversity as far as uh, representation and programming is um, making it available to the communities so we're trying to uh, find ways to uh, fund scholarships And uh, have volunteer opportunities where people can volunteer and then see the show. And then every one of our shows, we have our first Saturday night is a pay-what-you-can night. And as long as you can pay $1 because we're required by the rights, people that give us the rights, as long as you can pay $1, then you can come and see the show. So we're trying to make it so that everyone has those opportunities. And then, as she's already mentioned, ramping up the children's programming. Again, um, the Little Theater in the past had a rich children's program. And it had sort of fallen by the wayside. So we're trying to ramp that up with not only the camps and at least one main stage show that includes children, or is for children, but also drama classes and in the future master workshops and classes um, and things like that for, um, for children who are interested in the arts, especially those who may not have the opportunities at schools. Because right. many times that doesn't start till they're like in high school.
0: All right, so you mentioned a couple things there. I think I heard... Um for camps, so yes. what, what? Tell me, can you ha- kind of get into a little more detail? What does that mean? When I again, you're talking. Remember, you're talking to an air right. conditioning engineer guy. So,
2: so uh, our next summer, we just finished this summer. We only had one camp. We hadn't done camps in a long time because of COVID. Sure. Um, so we actually had a a stop of camp. We had just started in 2019, and then we stopped until this summer, and we did Moana Junior. And uh, we actually it, we had a hard cap of 40 kids, and within a month of us offering it, had over half that, had wanted to sign up. So this coming summer, we have expanded, and we are going to do a high school, middle school camp during the summer, an elementary school camp, and then we are doing two uh, theater extravaganzas that are specifically for the neurodiverse community. Uh, they're not as long. They're not as intense, okay. um, and they are focused more on getting involved and learning the basics and kind of finding ways to creatively express oneself. Um, so all of that's going to be happening next summer. I can't tell you which shows yet because we only have the rights to one and we haven't announced it. But it will be on our website and hopefully just a couple of weeks. So um, it'll be. It's a fun show. It is a really fun show. Um, But that's all all next summer.
1: Uh, One of the things that um, we're doing for the special populations, too, is new. And I was real excited about it when one of our board members came up with the idea of having sensory bags. So um, we'll be starting this in Matilda. Yes. So that, you know, children can – not just children, children, but um, anyone that may have need of headphones, glasses – Quiet fidget spinners, any kind of you okay. know thing like that. That um, so this the sensory bags will be able to sensory should yeah, be able to check yeah. them out before the show and then return them at the end of the show.
0: So, um yeah, that's something. Gosh, yeah, I sure wouldn't have thought of. And, and but yeah, I'm assuming the yeah, other there could be situations where someone may either be apprehensive to come or may not be able to in, enjoy it as well um, without without that type of consideration so is a is my so a camp is something to kind of go back to that real quick camp is something where kids come in it's a period of time and then they're doing a show at the by the end by yes. the time they're finished is what i'm understanding there
2: so we use um we use what's called junior camp so it takes what is usually a two and a half hour show and pairs it down to an hour okay and uh our camps is it's a two week experience from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. Uh, for our middle and high school camps. Okay, middle. So they're and high a little. School. They're a little older, so they can they can um, deal with long days a little <laughs> more. And we start with on the first day we do auditions, and the last day that night we do one of two performances. And uh, these kids and they work. We, we split them up and we go over songs. So they learn all the songs, all the dances, and um, then, of course, the scenes, the show. Um, sometimes we will have uh, the last show that we did, um, the last camp we did, we had um, they helped create their own uh, part of the set. They did, um, they painted the stage, they created palm trees because it was Moana, and then um, they all had camp shirts. And they went and they tie-dyed them as part of the ocean. So when uh, the campers that were the ocean got to wear their shirts they created and the rest got to take them home. They were wearing other stuff, leaves <laughs> <laughs> leaves, and burlap <laughs> and flowers. Um, so it, we tried to make it really well-rounded. We brought in um, four different community members that are associated with the theater, teach about set and history. We talked about the um, uh, Maori Simoan art history and why okay. we why like Maui's tattoos were important and why we weren't going to use them because they were cultural and religious and um, we had a costumer come in and talk about costume pieces and how he creates costume pieces. Uh, we had someone come in and talk about light and sound. We had a music masterclass. So it's it's a, a lot.
0: <laughs> so it's a, I mean, it's an it's an intense immersive it is experience. It is okay.
2: Um. So it's one of the reasons we're kind of splitting it up because we did have a couple younger kids that were, I mean, they were troopers and they were along for the ride, but there was a couple of times we were picking up and going, let's go. <laughs> um, they were like, can we have snacks? And we're like, yes, we want a snack too. Um, S- uh, snacks and nap time. <laughs> right. So um, yeah, it's really fun. And it's uh, at the end of our, one of our last days at camp, I kind of did a, a sneaky poll with the kids. And I was like, what show? If we were doing this next year, what camp would you want to do? And they were very adamant. Not a single one had the exact same answer, um, but they were like, "Oh, we want to do this and this and this." And like, good. That's at least seven or eight more years of camp. I don't have to worry about. Okay, good. You guys have answered it for me. So,
0: very good. So, just kind of sticking with this the the initiative um, your conversation. I heard drama classes. Uh, if I'm pronouncing, if I'm going in yes. the right direction. Uh, so kind of tell our listeners maybe about that. I, 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 I'm assuming that's something kind of ongoing. Yes. Yeah.
2: So it's semesterly. Um, we divide it up. We have act one, which is K through five, and then act two, which is six through 12. And our act one is very basic building. This is what auditions look like. This is how we move intentionally. This is how we project and enunciate. Um, This is how we show what we're feeling through just our face or just our hands. Um, These are what costumes are. This is blah, blah, blah. And um, this semester we're focused on fables and storytelling, and the next semester we're focused on fairy tales, um, which this class is actually uh, all female, so they're very excited about the fairy tale portion. And then our act two is a more intensive um, building an audition book, uh, build, finding your vocal range, learning how to budget for shows, um, finding proper monologues, and it's it's uh, it's titled scenes and showcases. So right now we are uh, finding monologues from intentional shows such as Still Magnolias and Our Town, and uh, the incident of the curious dog at the nighttime, and we're learning those pieces. And finding the emotion and the drama and the comedy and all of that, so we are setting them up for when they come and audition for our shows. Hopefully, in the next couple of years, this year, next year, the year after, they're they're ready. <laughs> they're ready. Are there
0: any it. adult classes, or is it strictly typically school age?
2: Uh, so we offer master classes that are for adults that are shorter. They're not. Um, they're not every day, I mean, one day, every week for three months straight because a lot of adults don't have that time. So oh, we sure. offer um, uh, a monthly uh, master class that focuses on one thing, whether it's auditioning or it's improv or whatever someone wants to learn more about. Um, but we haven't had a lot of adults who want to do that because okay. the adults that want to do that usually audition for the shows and are in the Understood. shows. <laughs> so, gotcha. yeah,
0: yeah. So, um, what about you know looking back? I'm gonna maybe go back to you, Jennifer. You, know, you said you've been involved for a pretty long time with uh, with the little theater. I mean, what think what what's the, something you remember the most? Uh, the impact that you've seen, whether it's community, a, a, a performance or, or show or program, whatever that you're most proud of, you know, since your your time in, involved with the the little theater. Um, anything you can think of, thinking back, that you'd like to share with our listeners?
1: Well, I have fond memories of going when I was younger and seeing a lot of the children's programming. So yep. I have um, probably two of my favorite ones from then was The Wizard of Oz and uh, Blue <laughs> Corner. Um, but I would say recently, um, as we you know, revamped and tried to, to get things back up, um, probably one of my favorite Favorite was the last one that we did, which Lauren happened to direct, which was something rotten. Okay, uh, it's a, it was a fun, um, whimsical spoof almost type of musical, and um, you know we had a lot a lot of positive com- comments on that. Even the fact that um, some people who had seen it in New York enjoyed it better here. Not saying the talent was necessarily the same, but the spirit and the fun and right. the community. And seeing you know, seeing some of these these young actors and actresses you know shine yeah, on the stage, absolutely. and work together so well, um, and to see that um, again, it was a little different than what some of the um, same old offerings had been for years, and to see that it was so well received was very encouraging. And now I love the classical t- traditional stuff too, right? But we know as if we want to keep it going, we have to you know realize the and age and evolve a our little end bit and, yeah. and continue. Yes, um, so. Um, and th- those have those were some great memories. But just you know, growing up with my friends there, um, making friends now there, and the community spirit. I mean, you'll see, you'll find often, especially if younger adults and children are involved, when a show is over, it is like we're you know at, after that last show, tears, Just oh, yeah. tears, um, because not just that the show is over, but those relationships that they've forged. You know, it, you're, you're, you're there every night, you know, and, 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 and you almost come like a little family. Oh, sure. I bet. So, you know, that's great to me. I've, I've been very um, excited to see some people who have had problems with confidence or um, self-esteem or maybe even speech or yeah. dance, and I'm one of those with dance, by the way. <laughs> um, I'm a challenge. I, I, it's hard, even though I had dancers, but, um, you know, to see them... A, a, achieve something and be so excited that they achieve something and you know that that's always rewarding and that's you know part maybe that's partly my mom's heart or maybe it's my teacher heart but to see them feel like they have accomplished something is always very rewarding
0: oh i'm sure i'm sure it is i am sure i am sure its i do about you i mean I you haven't been in that your current position very long but uh i'm assuming you've been involved with the little theater longer than that
2: Uh, yeah I so
0: what would you say looking back and what you may be most proud of or you can say what you're most proud of since you've been the executive director but you can go back further of course
2: what I'm the most proud of myself (laughs) I don't talk about myself very often I uh I don't find myself to be too interesting um (laughs) I know I'm sorry I keep doing that it's all right um (sighs) I would say one of my very favorite shows in a community theater I have ever seen was at the Little Theater, and it was the 25th annual Putnam County Spelling Bee, and I believe 2016, it may have been the end of 2015, and I remember sitting in the theater, and it was one of the first times I'd actually been in the theater, uh, at uh, the Little Theater, and going, I like it here, <laughs> I like this, this is really good. You know, you, you hear a lot of people that really like to, to poo-poo community theater, that it's not any good, but, I mean, it is. That's where I mean, a lot of Broadway actors start in their schools and community theaters. Um, so I was like, this you know, this is really good. Uh, I really like this. I started working at the theater in 2018 um, as programs manager and production manager Um, That's kind of one of the things I was initially really good at was creating seasons and creating programs and events. So it kind of just naturally fell there. Um, So being able to see a lot of the work that I initially started in 2008 with like the pay what you can days and the drama classes and the drama camps and bringing children in and uh, more diverse seasons. So like our season this year is a little different than seasons in the past because Every show was very intentional in um, what audience we're trying to reach. So it's not just five shows for the same group. Um, There is a show that's in there that, you know, 75% of Gaston County may not want to come and see, but 25% that doesn't usually get to go and see shows will. And there's children's shows, and not everyone likes to see children on stage. I adore watching that, but (laughs) I know some people don't, and that's fine. And we have uh, classics, and we have holidays, and we have shows that are very much meant for just our more mature audience. So seeing that kind of come to fruition has been very rewarding. I'm like, okay, I'm glad people kind of see the vision and believe in me enough to kind of push it forward and take that leap. And if it doesn't work, we're, we're blaming Jennifer because she's the president of the board. And, <laughs> yeah, you know, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> but that kind Blame of Blame
0: mom. Stuff, that's good. That's, yeah, that's good.
2: I've been training for that for a long time. <laughs> um, but seeing that come together has been, has been great. Um, all of our shows last season, I was really proud of. I only directed one of them. Um, uh, but I was really, really proud. In fact, uh, last season had our very first children's show, which was Junie B. Jones. And it was the first time that since I worked there, well, since before COVID, um, that we sold out almost every every seat uh, in the house. So that was really cool to stand there. And if any show is going to sell out, I want it to be kid shows because gotcha. those kids – They get so excited, and they think they are some hot stuff. It's so great to hear. Um, So that's what I think I'm the most excited about or most proud of.
0: So are you typically – I'm sorry, Jennifer.
1: Go ahead. I was just going to say one of the other things that um, I'm proud of is that our uh, – a a great accomplishment was surviving COVID. Oh, yeah. Um, You know, the hospitality industry was hit so hard. So for a year and a half, our doors were closed. Mm -hmm. Um, We weren't allowed to have any type of production or class going on. Well, we still have a building to pay for, an old building to pay for. (laughs) We still have bills to pay. We still have insurance to pay, nothing coming in. And we were um, probably a month away from losing the little theater. But we were able to um, write grants and get some grant funding and donations for people in the community to keep us afloat during that time by the skin of our teeth we survived and then even once we were allowed to um, open back up and and put people in seats people were a little afraid sure so you know our first audiences weren't as big as as, as we like to them because some people just weren't ready yet yep. and then some people you know we were following the cdc guidelines um some people wouldn't wear a mask so um so you know they were all about that, that involved that you know now, you know we're starting to get back to a more normal. But that was a huge accomplishment to uh, for our little board to um, to withstand that that time. And hopefully, we won't have to ever do that again. But um, you know now to rebuild and to, to hopefully have a sometime a little safety egg nest. Um, but um, that was a huge. So
0: pitch. are you are you getting back? I mean, the last like, this season or whatever is going on again. I, I, my apologize for, I'm sure I'm not wording all that goes question drive. But is it getting back to where you're getting, you know, good crowds and things seem to be back to normal or um, is that a dumb question?
2: That's not a dumb question. <laughs> that is a question that's hard to answer because it's not been, I think, long enough okay. to really see. Gotcha. Um, every show we've had more people. Um, and every show we've had more engagement, whether it's been online, or it's been at the box office, or it's been in auditions. We had over eighty people audition for Matilda, which was huge. Um, we uh, we've already sold a lot of tickets. Um, I mean, we're not sold out, so uh, but it is a it's a good sign the yeah, amount of tickets gotcha. that we've sold so far. Um, so it's definitely not dead, which is. You know, a big fear uh, is still a fear. You know, you're seeing very prominent, very important community theaters in big, giant cities like Charlotte that are shutting down left and right. And it, that makes you really kind of sick to your stomach to lose those theaters. And then you're also thinking, are we next? Um, because we, we depend on our community we have to. All of our tickets, all of our actors, all of our donors, all of our sponsors, is all our community. So if the community decides that they don't want to support us anymore, then we're we're done. So um we seem to have right now have started a a good incline and we're okay. hoping to keep that momentum going.
0: So we're going we're going to pretend and stick to that positive yeah. that positive outlook. <laughs> so with that kind of that segue, kind of looking ahead, I mean, what do you you're looking I don't know that I like this five to ten years thing, but that kind of seems a normal question, but looking ahead, I mean, what do you see the for the future um of the theater and any are there any big plans that you can share or you know maybe that maybe they're secret and you'd have to kill us if you share them but you know kind of looking ahead to a question for both of you uh,
1: mine's more general, and you can if you want to be more specific, but um five years I see hope. Oh, Uh, things continue in in a positive direction a a robust children's and youth program even you know bigger than we have Um, that there's something going on all the time That we have bigger audiences and bigger auditions and more buy-in and support from community partners that it is a place where the whole community feels safe and welcome and we're more visible and known not struggling as much financially to keep things going and then 10 years from now Sold-out shows. Every show sold out. <laughs> Maybe even adding a weekend to each production because we need to. Um, supported by all parts of the community that we will have a lot of season and, and show sponsors. And we'll be able to have paid full-time staff. it's very difficult. It is a working board. And it is, you know, it is difficult um, sometimes to get everything done that needs to be done, as most people have, obviously, other paying jobs because we're all volunteer. Um, and... Um, and um, my and she is paid, but she is um, she works full time, but she gets paid <laughs> part time. <laughs> um, um, my big dream and something I've been pushing for and will continue to pull, push for, I even was pushing for this before I was on the city council, was for our city to have a performing arts center.
0: Got you. Okay.
1: And um and, and hopefully you know in ten years we'll at least be in the beginning stages of, of moving that direction, doing something in that direction, and that eventually the little theater would be a part of that. And you know, hopefully that will be a public-private uh, collaboration, partnership, and um, we would be a part of that as the civic um, nonprofit uh, theater of sure. the city. So okay. that, that's 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 my real pie-in-the-sky goal is that performing arts center that we'll be a part of.
0: Very good. Lauren, how would you answer that question? Or did she steal uh, your I thunder
1: mean, she, already? She, I don't know how I can
2: to top that. That would be a little bit ridiculous. Um, <laughs> for me, I think my main goal is uh, in five to ten years for us to be completely accessible um, to anyone that wants to be involved, whether they're in the audience or they're on the stage, of to be... Uh, available and safe and inclusive. I mean, we've already started working towards that um, just to keep going. So even if, you know, we're not involved in any other way except for sitting in the audience, that it's continue to grow and to prosper and become better than us. (laughs) You know, that's the goal is to be better than us. For the next people to come in to be better than us and bring in People better than us, and just keep growing. So,
0: yeah, I mean that's a that's a good one. That's a kind of the general, I think, for any organization that that's a good good way to view going forward. Right? Is is lay a foundation, and it and it's better for the, the, the future um, uh, individuals who who are involved. So, yeah, you know, I like this next question. You kind of you've already shared a lot of reasons, but maybe I'll start with you, Jennifer, on this one. Why, you know, why is Gaston County better because the Little Theater is here?
1: Um, community. It's about community. It brings people together with a common goal. As we talked about, it builds relationships. It builds bridges, uh, across divides, and it puts people on equal footing while they're in that building. (laughs) It provides an escape and entertainment and just a a break from your everyday troubles and problems. But also it helps provide education and and, and cultural experiences and even helps with mental health. And it's an economic driver, so it also... uh, is a good for our economy and, and uh, bringing. Uh, I just was talking to someone today in my other role um, who is potentially going to be doing some development here, and that's one of the things he talked about. You know, is how important arts is to these sure. people wanting to come in and start businesses or um, you know develop. Um, that it is a it is a huge part of that. So it's an economic developer too. And then you while know, people go to the play. They go get a cup of coffee or dinner or Absolutely. the brewery, and sure. then, you know if their kids are in class, they go and shop at the store while their their kids in yeah. class. So it's truly um, many faceted um, in, uh, positive impacts from from it. And uh, but you know, just the biggest thing to me out of all those uh, those are all important, but it's just that community aspect. Sure,
0: Lauren, did she steal your thunder again? Or she has. I need to ask uh, you first. Yeah, maybe? you do. I
1: mean, no. Um,
2: I would say an additional. Additionally to that is one of the cool things that Little Theater does is um, it showcases our volunteers. So the theaters, all of our directors, our music directors, everyone is volunteer, and everyone's from around this area. So when you see our set, our set is built by guys with 9 to 5s that come in on the weekends and build our sets. Our set painting And our costumes are done by local artists. Um, Our our cast and our crew, they're all local artists who freely give their time and talent to the community. It's really showcasing that we have some incredible artists right here. Like, we don't have to go to New York. I mean, go to New York. You're going to find incredible artists in New York, but you're not going to find... And you might you might find some Gaston County residents up there, but you can go to Gastonia and see the little the little the little theater of Gastonia and see just so many incredible people showcase things that they don't have another outlet to showcase them in. Um, they they don't have the ability to just sew dresses and have it showcased, or or paint giant circuses and books on the wall. Or come out and act silly because they feel like if they act silly, they're being told by other people they're too much or um, be quiet. And this allows them to express themselves safely and get applauded for it. So that's what I think makes it great is watching. So, I mean, every single show that we do has a team of probably 30 to 50 people that's involved in some way, if not more.
0: Wow. Okay. Yeah, that's a big impact.
1: Yeah, and it gives opportunity to yeah. opportunity for maybe people who can't go for whatever reason. With you know, the, as the as the talent pool gets bigger and bigger and bigger, or for transportation reasons or work reasons, they may not be able to be in a play in Charlotte, or they may not be able to be in a play in Chicago or New York or St. Louis, but they have that opportunity to still. That passion here and and showcase their love for the arts.
0: How many? I mean, on, on a perfect year, I mean, how many shows are you, you guys uh, um, putting so on?
2: It had been four, okay. and we've moved it to five because we are doing a show this season next summer on top of the four summer camps <laughs> <laughs> that we are doing. Um, each show, if it's a play, if it's not a musical, we give six weeks. And if it's a musical, we give eight because you usually bring in live music and that's a lot. And there's dancing, so we have to you know, split times up with learning songs and learning dancing and learning lines. Um, so uh, it's pretty back-to-back right now, um, six- to eight-week rotations. And that seems like a long time. And when you're in it, it is the most long, <laughs> arduous time in the world. But it's a huge Wick turnaround people that are learning 90 pages of of words <laughs> oh sure um and just you know a couple hours a week because we all know that no one goes and actually practices at home like they're supposed to um <laughs> That's so not true <laughs> oh okay uh, I practice. it's not 100 percent true but it's it's you just you know when you're working you're working and you, you have kids in school or you're in school because a lot of our our participants are in high school and so you're going to bed at 10 o'clock after doing ho- uh, homework, and then you, you don't have time. Oh, sure. we get it. Um, yeah, it's quite a commitment. It is. It, it is, is a, a commitment. huge it commitment. commitment. And I think uh, a lot of people, when they very first start, don't realize how big of a commitment they are. <laughs> it is. And they're like, oh, I didn't know I was going to be doing this every single night for six weeks, uh, which we try to mitigate by our first couple of weeks of rehearsal. We have a very detailed schedule, and we do not call everybody every night. We are very specific about that. Um, not to scare anyone potentially who wants to come and get involved. Um, I don't remember what I started.
1: I don't know, but people to do like me and just go out and walk with your your, your earbuds in and just sing the songs and practice. And everybody's <laughs> looking at you like, <laughs> what? Because they can't hear the music; they just hear so you singing. Are the songs. are
0: the shows typically on weekends or are they during the week as yes. well? Or okay, they
2: are uh, Friday Saturday. There are two weekends: Friday Saturday and Sunday. And our Sundays are a matinee.
0: Okay, very good. So, um, obviously, before we finish, we'll make sure you know we come back around and, and make sure our listeners are know more where to go, website, social media, how to get in touch with you guys, audition, whatever the case may be. But are there any questions, uh, anything I haven't asked that I should have asked or anything else you'd like to share before we kind of shift gears briefly?
1: So tell them our upcoming season and um, how they can get tickets and passes season passes. I will. Flex
2: he passes. did just say that he was going to come and, back around to that. Uh, I want to <laughs> make sure we're <laughs> um, so Well mom, mom
0: knows best. She, so.
2: she knows better.
0: Um,
1: <laughs> Take
2: opportunity. We have uh, a season flex pass which has different tiers. Uh, it is relatively cheap. Off um, the top of my head I'm trying to remember all the numbers. It is for a General, for an adult, it is $65, and that gives you five tickets, and tickets are generally $16 each. Okay. Um, Because we have set up our seasons to where we realize all five shows aren't going to be every single person's cup of tea, these Flex Passes allow you to use those five tickets however you want. So you could use all five of them for a Christmas carol, or you can use one for each show that's going to be in the season. Um, so those are our, and when they are we have them anywhere for an individual pass to a family of eight can get a, a pass and then we also have senior and youth discounted uh, flex passes and then we just have you know our normal tickets if you look at our season you're like I'm not going to come and see but one show and I'm just going to buy one ticket uh, you, We have our website that you can buy tickets at, or you can buy them at the door if seats are still available for those shows.
1: And then every
2: Saturday. best Ticket in
1: Town. It's a really great price for our tickets. It is.
2: It is $16 for general admission and 13 for youth, 13 and under, and seniors 65 and older. Um, so, yeah, that's our ticket. And then our shows for that season is we're starting off uh, – Next weekend, October 14th, yes, that's next weekend, Woo. October 14th through the 23rd is Matilda the Musical after the Roll of Doll book um, and the 1997 blockbuster hit. Um, and then A Christmas Carol, which is our classic holiday show. And then after that will be A Comedy of Tenors, which is actually the sequel to the Ken Ludwig's best-selling and award-winning, I don't remember which award, prize, uh, lend me a tenor. And then we're doing Bye Bye Birdie in May, which is our classical, classic musical. And then we're ending with the cult classic, Heather's the Musical, in the summer. So that's our five shows of the Kay. season.
1: We ch- I mean, we've intentionally um, try to put that one in the summer sure. so many of our college students that are home can that you know, have been in theater, hopefully they can come back and join
0: us. All right, very good. So just curious off the top of my head, I, I used to know this. How? how uh, what's the capacity of the theater?
2: Um, our absolute full to the brim, can't sell anymore, is 240. Okay. We usually only sell 210. We consider that to be full because we have like a little – call it the triangle of danger, the Bermuda triangle where it's just <laughs> not great seats. Yeah. But if someone comes in, they want to see the show and we don't have any other tickets, we will sell them. Um, you will be getting a view of the wings the entire time. You'll get to see all of our actors staring, waiting to go on, but some people might like that. I don't sure. know. Sure. Gotcha. Um, but 210 is our, our soft max. 240 is our
0: okay max. Very good. So I appreciate you, you sharing that. So um we're going to, shift gears briefly because this is we some questions we do uh we cover every episode because this is a podcast about Gasson county so we got get a little gas county flavor here and we're going to call this um i change the name every week so we're going to call it um broadway on clay street Ooh, this okay. week we i like it round of questions okay we might steal that
1: stephen so okay broadway.
0: That's, broadway. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh that's pretty good yeah. so um lauren i'll start with you this time so uh, Jennifer doesn't steal your answer. So mm-hmm. favorite Tony's ice cream flavor?
2: I'm going to steal her answer just because. No. Uh, my favorite, even though I cannot eat it anymore, is butter pecan. I'm actually allergic to tree nuts. It's a oh, more wow. recent development, but it reminds me of my grandmother. That was my grandmother's favorite. So.
0: Well, that was my dad's favorite. So, again, I appreciate that one greatly. And that's been a relatively more more common answer than maybe you would think. Yeah. Jennifer, what about you? Grape. Grape. I mean. Grape. You just did. My dad and my mother, <laughs> and 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 grape is actually very popular. Yes, yeah. I, I would. I'm surprised at how often that is the answer. So I know I heard somebody walking in say something about this next question. So Jennifer, stick with you. Sun drop or cheer wine.
2: Sun drop. Mine's sun drop too. Yeah. You, was that who was it? That, that was had, me. Okay. I had. A, I have sun drop in my my cup back there. All right.
0: Very good. Well, we'll just uh, we'll just take your word for it. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah.
2: That's why it's back there. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren'
0: favorite local restaurant. Agave. Oh, yes kay.
2: it's our we are a Mexican eatery family we love Mexicans so much it's something that all four of us will eat we all four are extremely picky eaters <laughs> and that is hands down our favorite if we are going out all there is a cacophony of voices agave that's it
0: very good Jennifer what about you
1: for casual blacks barbecue for a nice web custom kitchen Kay.
0: the other two
1: ours is casual and nice is agave
0: popular answers. Jennifer, favorite outdoor activity or favorite park or something here in Gaston County?
1: Uh, Probably my favorite activity is just hiking and my favorite park would be right now Rankin Lake although I think once we get this Linwood thing it's going to be.
0: Oh it could be yeah right but Rankin Lake is terrific. Lauren what about you?
1: Uh, I also like to hike.
2: We last summer really enjoyed hiking around the South Fork River It uh, it was a really fun thing that we would do um Husband didn't enjoy it as much because he was carrying our three year or four year old now at, around all the time. Um,
0: well, good for him. He, uh, should, uh, he should do that. He needed,
2: he needed the exercise. <laughs> Got him prepared um, for the tool bag that. That's he's right. Carrying. Um,
0: <laughs>
2: and then um, favorite park. I don't know if I have a least favorite park. When we lived closer to Limeberger, that was our favorite. Now we live closer to Martha Rivers, so we go there a lot. Um, George, is it Poston or Poston? Poston. Poston? Poston, yep. Uh, we like that one. You can hike there too. I take a lot. I do a lot of on-the-side photography. When I do that, it's at usually Break and Link. That's where I always take people for photography. So I mean, we got some pretty parks. I never really thought about it, but we really do.
0: Yeah, we, we. you're absolutely correct there. All right, so here's my question that I ask every episode regardless of the circumstances. So, Jennifer, back to you on this one. UNC Duke or NC State?
1: Duke, Blue Devils. woo <laughs> <laughs>
0: Very good, Naomi. Very good. Good timing,
1: Coach, Coach K fan cried last year. Good
0: timing on that one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm not. I can't say I'm. I'm sad that he's leaving. <laughs> Lauren,
2: I'm going to say UNC. That's a lie. <laughs> well, it's, it's it, no, <laughs> there. We go. That, that's uh, a it lie. is. It is. I don't. Um, I don't care.
1: But you did. But I.
2: When I was younger, I did. I don't know how much of it was coerced, but it, it was, we were a Duke family. I, I, I've, I, I like Duke fine. I'm a Gonzaga fan. So we'll do that. I'm a Gonzaga fan. Why? Because I like to say the word Gonzaga. That's a cool word.
0: Do you even know where Gonzaga is?
2: No. <laughs> out, out West. It's, it's in, it's in, it is out. What is Washi- it? It's in Washington. And Washington, you, I, so. I was, was going to say California, but I knew that wasn't right. All right, we're
0: going to move on. Yeah. Lauren, what is something very few people know about you?
2: That I'm a Gonzaga fan.
0: (laughs) It's Uh, out now. (laughs)
2: Oh, no. Um, uh, I'd say maybe um, it is that my greatest passion is writing. I like to write. I've written a lot of books that will never see the light of day. Um, I've actually had some poems and short stories published before. I've written a couple plays. Uh, I tried to get my brother to write a musical with me, but he won't do it because he's
0: so another gemini is there somewhere that some of this material can be found online or i'm sure okay so that's the mission of our listeners is to go find that find it all right jennifer what about what's something very few people know about you
1: all right let's see to stay in this arts vein i'll say that i sang puff the magic dragon with peter yarrow of peter polymary on stage and I, and I used to regularly talk to Peter Yarrow every Thursday.
0: What? That is this the first time you've heard that? Yes. That is an unexpected answer, and we've had some good ones, but that—that's pretty high up on the list. So, or someone that we, likes
1: we, to we talk about themselves so much, why we are you can't we can't let
0: that one go. How did this? We need at least <laughs> another thirty seconds of some Maybe info I, about that. How did that?
1: So look? the way that this came about was through an organization uh, called Braver, well, it was at the time Better Angels. And it's called Braver Angels now. And um, Peter uh, became involved in Braver Angels when we were both on a music committee together. That's interesting. We got to know each other through um, being on that music committee.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. That one will not come up again, I'm pretty sure, Mm -hmm. (laughs) in the future.
2: I didn't know about it because I had moved out at the time. That Uh, was the thing.
0: Okay. So, um, Jennifer, maybe sticking with you, Any is it a recent book, or, or it doesn't have to be recent, but a blog or article or something that you, we might recommend that, that our listeners might enjoy?
1: Um, so, I love historical fiction, and um, I would say uh, I just finished The Alice Network, and I really enjoyed it.
0: Okay. You said The Alice? The Alice Network. Is okay.
1: World War
0: I. Cool. Very good. I love that kind of stuff, too. Lauren, what about you?
1: Um...
2: Fictional, I, because of an actor who kind of twisted my arm, I started reading what is called the Red Rising Trilogy. There's actually five books, but we don't talk about the last two. They don't exist. Those were really good for, like, a, a nice just fictional read. I just started reading um, Justin Benelini's, uh Man Enough book. Um, it's a nonfiction book about uh, deconstructing uh, hyper-masculinity. So I just... Pick that up to read. I have a son, and it's <laughs> it's it's been a good book so far. It's it's been interesting.
0: Yeah, son's, um and they're he's young, right? I mean, yes, he's four. Okay, yeah, so yeah, yeah, so, yeah young sons can be fun and interesting. He Min- is minus twenty three now, so we we're way past that that stage. <laughs> but yeah, I re- I remember having young children a yeah. long time ago. Never a dull never a dull moment. We call For him sure. the tiny terror. <laughs> so, listen. I, 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 as usual, we get some great feedback from those questions, and I appreciate you kind of indulging us on those uh, Gaston County uh, questions. So, um, especially uh, puff the magic dragon. That's <laughs> that's, hmm. I'm not sure what to think about that one, <laughs> Jennifer. That's really good. So, uh, a couple more questions, and we'll when we'll finish up here. So, Jennifer, maybe you know stick with you here, and you're you're both being. Your lifelong Gaston County residents besides the little theater why would you say Gaston County is such a great place?
1: Location, location, <laughs> location. <laughs> you probably get that one a lot. You know it's a great place to live as far as location. We have rivers and lakes and mountains and you know we have a big city close by. If we you know, want to go see professional Sports team, or um, um, you know, we have museums here that are great, like the Shill and the Gaston County Museum, but we have museums there as well. Um, Crowder's Mountain, you know, just uh, that state park is, and you know, and then we're two, you know, an hour and a half from the mountains, a few hours from the beach. So I think location is a great thing. Uh, Opportunity, Um, we're growing, and there's so much opportunity, uh, you know, for for people to to become a part of the, the. The landscape, so to speak, you know, either through development or starting businesses, um, becoming part of an organization, starting an organization. There's a lot of opportunity here. We've got great schools, great colleges, but um, my favorite thing, you know, and I keep saying this, is the community, the people. Yeah. Um, You know, our I did not make this up. It, our tagline is "Great Place, Great um, People, Great Promise," and we have great people here. And um, as we're growing. Um, we we're friendly. We're hardworking. We're determined. We're gritty, but um, we're there for one another, and um, and we cling to some of our traditions. Yet we are able to move forward. Sure. And as we're growing, we still are, and we're becoming bigger and bigger, but we still have that small hometown yeah. feel. So you know that that makes me that makes me real proud that we can evolve and move forward and yet still keep that that community spirit
0: absolutely sorry lauren i said i was going to ask you first i know and she literally I, said everything the the last question i will be sure to ask you first so good. you're up now and good luck following that um she just did the i, I mean, think that should be on video for yeah, trying to it. bring business into gas again
2: um <laughs> i mean there's really nothing left to say um i really can't i can't uh, I, my my answer was going to be the people I've, I've met a lot of really great people and um, whether it's professionally as I'm branching out and getting to know people and trying to, you know, bring people in and find collaborative partners, all the people that I've spoken to have been great at the, at the, um, at the GBA, at the public library, at the honey hunters, at the Gaston County museum, all those people have been great and, and great to work with and, Finding all these little kind of gems in the community that I didn't know about before um, uh, when I'm meeting these people. Those have all been uh, one of my favorite parts of okay. my job outside yeah. of, you know, the art stuff. So, yeah, the people and agave. Okay. <laughs> the parks.
0: That's good. Throw, slide the, the food in agave, there. Agave, please sponsor f- f- us. F- food in there is important. <laughs> So yeah, we'll make place. sure but we uh, do. We do have a
2: lot of great food, though. A lot of great restaurants. Besides maybe, Agave, maybe when
0: this one is released, we can tag them in our yeah. social media when, <laughs> when we release this uh, episode. So, uh, like I said, Lauren, I'm going to let you answer this next, this last question first. Um, it's one of my favorite questions. But knowing what you know now, what advice would you give your 20 year old self, which feels like it was maybe just a couple of years ago?
2: Oh, uh, almost half my life, but. Um, I my twenty year old self. Wow, I would tell her, and this is such a gross answer, um, but uh, don't give up when it comes to the, if we're talking specifically about the arts. Uh, at twenty, I had pretty much given up on any artistic dream writing, acting, everything. I was done I had changed I had already in my brain changed my career path out of art into law I was planning on going to law school and I was just so jaded and ready to be done with the (laughs) art world and um, I missed I think some opportunities during my my early teens or late teens early 20s because of issues that I allowed to become more prominent in my life than they ever should have been because at 20, um, things seem a whole lot worse and world-ending sure. than they are. And yep. so I could go back and be like, hey, I know you're dramatic, but maybe stop uh, being <laughs> as dramatic about these little things and focus on the bigger picture. Um, the other thing would be uh, hug your grandma extra tight. Mm. That would be the other thing i tell you.
0: Okay, well, that's very good. Yeah, perspective at at twenty is just for, for me. It was pretty much non-existent altogether about anything important. Mm-hmm. Jennifer, how would you answer that question?
1: Well, um, I would say take care of yourself better, don't <laughs> let yourself go, and then you have to really work <laughs> hard when you get fifty to try to get back in shape. Um, the um, you know, really, truly, what she said. You know, don't fret the little stuff. Yeah, you know, don't get so bogged down in the little stuff. Um, take time to to um, enjoy life, safer every moment, um, those kind of things that, you know, we all say. But um, one of the things that I've learned later in life that I wish I'd learned earlier was don't surround yourself with people just like you.
0: Oh, that's good, yeah.
1: You know, and, and, and even the people that, you know, find things to love about people that are different. Find some common ground. Find some things that you can respect about others who might not be just like you. Um, but, you know, you you still you're going to cling to your beliefs and, and, and your morals, but you can still value and find great things about other people and get perspective from other people um, that, you know, just hear, hear stories. Listen to stories. Listen, listen to experience. And, um, and then the other thing I'd say, you know, while you reach for the stars, Keep your feet planted on the ground too, you know. Um, we don't get so caught up in, in the what ifs that that we, you know, or or if we are successful that we forget those those roots and those those struggles that we had to get there. But love deeply, play hard, yeah, enjoy life.
0: Well, those are good. I heard a couple things there from both of you. I mean, first one was just, um, yeah, the things that seem like such a big deal when you're 20, and a lot of them really were not. And again, I, I'm afraid i've got my kids are 23 21 and 16 right now and i'm afraid it just requires experience and time i mean i just i don't know if it's possible to have that maybe there's some exceptions out there but i just find it hard to be 20 years old and have that kind of perspective you just it's almost impossible and then um what and i do a quote at the end i'm gonna try to look up a quote real quick i think it was from a couple of weeks ago if i can find it um gosh and it goes to what you said um Jennifer, yeah, I used one from Ralph Waldo Emerson a couple of weeks ago, and he said, in my walks, every man I meet is my superior in some way, and in that, I learn from him. So if you expose yourself to your other perspectives, uh, people that maybe aren't like you, you, and you have a little humility, you can learn something from everybody that you come in contact with. Every interaction um, and, and that, and being intentional about putting yourself in those situations can, can really um, be helpful and important. So... Um, that was some pretty good 20, 20 year old answers there. So, uh, I, I'm grateful for that. So obviously, you know, the main point here is to bring some awareness to the little theater. So where can our listeners go to learn more, uh, find out about shows coming up, uh, get in touch with you guys, just share anything and everything if you can.
2: Sure. Our website, which is the Usually most accessible um, way to contact us is uh, www.littletheaterofgastonia.org. We have a Facebook group, which is just Facebook slash Little Theater Gastonia and an Instagram with the same handle. Um, Our easiest email to get to is ltgastonia at gmail.com. Our office number is 704-865-0160. Um, and then our all of our audition information is either on our Facebook or on our website. We have a monthly newsletter we send out. Um, so on our website, there should be an area in the contact us that allows you to uh, sign up for our email list, and you'll get all that information as well.
1: And I would just add that, you know, it's very, as she said, it's very important for the community to support us. So, you know, we're always um, looking for those season sponsors, okay. playbill ads, um, show sponsors, donations. And some people think, well, I can't donate, but will those $20 start adding now? Sure it does. and It does. And it, uh, and it is, you know, tax deductible. But um, the biggest thing is, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, I don't think I like it. Give it a chance <laughs> right. because so many people come and they were like, "Oh, this was a lot of fun." Yeah, and it's just taking that first step. I tell people all the time, not a
2: single one of our actors that are on our stage is a professional. <laughs> we're all just exploring a fun hobby.
1: Yeah, so we do. We need the community to support us so that we can stay open and continue to provide this for for all of us in, in Gaston County. So you know, get out and and give us a try. Well,
0: okay, good. Yeah, any listener, consistent listener, to this this podcast knows what it's like to listen to somebody who's not a professional uh, <laughs> that's for sure so um but i'm sure the shows i've seen at the little theater of the years is it's a little more than just um you know people who uh, they may not be professional but they sure appear professional in, in most of what i've seen over there so um again uh, I, I appreciate that uh, greatly so you heard it here about the, the little theater it's it's a, another great hidden gem maybe here in gasson county if you haven't in its own um what's the address people will know it is.
2: Two thirty-eight South Clay Street, <laughs> Gastonia, North Carolina two eight zero five two. In the Fuse District.
0: Yes, yeah, absolutely. So, and if you
2: want to send us a check, it's PO Box three zero two, Gastonia, North Carolina two eight zero five three.
0: That's even better, right? Yeah. Uh, if you it. send it
2: to that address, it's going to get bounced back. So I've got to throw So that that's PO a good. That's a
0: there. good point. That that's something we forget about actually in the in the old, uh, the the digital world we live in that there are still. A ways to to send money by uh, what we might call snail mail around here. So
1: we do have
0: a PayPal. Even uh, yeah, PayPal is good too. So I'm assuming that's. Is there a donate section or there something is. on the website? On our website? Okay, there is. Very there good. Is. So, well, ladies, I sure appreciate your time, and and I'm as I usually I'm going to finish up with my little quote and book recommendation for the week, and I am, uh, if you listen to these podcasts, anybody who knows, knows I'm a big Walt Disney fan, not just for him personally, but kind of the the, the company, what they've accomplished, but kind of his view of um, kind of changing the world, so to speak, and what he accomplished, but um, two things. The first is a book written by a gentleman named Marty Scalar, who worked for Disney for many, many years. It's called Dream It, Do It. Uh, if you're interested in entertainment, um, Disney in general, I would highly recommend that book and uh pulled a quote from Walt Disney and I'm gonna put it in the category of curiosity, experimenting and moving forward. And and Walt Disney said about Disney, about himself and his company, we keep moving forward, opening new doors and doing new things because we're curious. And curiosity keeps leading us down new paths. We're always exploring and experimenting. So we we talked a little bit about Something earlier about maybe even the little theater needing to evolve. And so many organizations need to keep evolving uh, because so many things, you know, change is going to occur whether we uh, like it or not. So that's kind of my thought and, and uh, to take with you this week. So to our listeners um, out there, thanks so much for taking the time to, for listening to today's episode. Please continue to spread the word if you can about the podcast. And don't hesitate to contact us here at our email, which is podcast at I don't think we've got any emails lately, Naomi, so somebody send us an email. Let (laughs) us know that you're still out there. We're always looking for suggestions for future podcast topics and guests. You can find the podcast and subscribe at the website, gastonsgreat.com, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Please follow us on all our social media platforms. And apparently giving us a good rating, a good five-star rating, helps the podcast get noticed. Thanks again to Jennifer and Lauren for being our guests today. Gaston's Great is produced and brought to you today by Naomi Hunt from GSM Services and edited here locally by the Sumner Group. I'm your host, Stephen Long. Thanks again for hanging out with us, and please keep coming back to hear more reasons why Gaston's Great.